the difference between success and failure when it comes to your sex, love, and dating life is not in how much love you receive and how much adulation and validation you receive, but it's how much you can give. It's how much of that eternal spirit that exists within you that you can give. When you see people, when you understand people for who they are, when you can sit presently into the moment and you can just deliver that full human experience, that best human experience. But that's success. And all the actions that would lead to that would be successful. If you were to go out tonight and decide that I want to go meet 100 people tonight, how would you approach that? Now, I'm not talking to those of you that have already achieved this challenge before or have already achieved conscious competence in social dynamics, but for those of you that are maybe just in your 12 to 3 stages of the clock face of social dynamics, you know, you're in that unconsciously incompetent stage, or maybe you're just consciously incompetent, but you're incompetent no less, how would you achieve that? How would you go out and meet 100 people in a night when you can barely meet one, two, three, or four people in a night? Well, you'd fundamentally make the shift between I'm looking to take, I'm looking to take their validation, I'm looking to take their approval, I'm looking to take a sense of self-worth from the people outside of me, and I would hop over, I'd hop over to that give, the give train, the give train, which is that I'm just going to give the love, I'll give that little bright spark within me, because for those of you that feel like you're in such a dark place that the insurmountable goal of 100 people, speaking to 100 people in a single night, is just so unfathomable, so unfathomable, it's just so far away, it really isn't, it's really not, because if you have the intense desire to go out and meet one person that really is not that different to meeting a hundred specifically not that different to meeting to 10 if you can get through the first 10 interactions and you can get through them with a creative modality you walk the right path you walk the middle way in realizing that i'm going to practice a correct rep here and a correct rep is that i go out and i give the best experience i possibly can now the best experience you can possibly give right now if you were to step out into a club or bar maybe not that good Maybe people will think you're a little bit weird. Maybe people will be like, okay, well, that's nice anyways. I want to get back to my drink. But if you can steadfast your energy, realizing that, okay, they didn't want to have any more, that's fine. I'm going to give this gift to another person. Because the gift and the success in this sex, love, dating realm that we are talking about is not in what you are receiving. It's not in what you're taking. We use what we receive as information to improve what we give. And as you improve what you give, what you receive also starts to improve. But it doesn't work the other way around. And this is what I find so many people in the space of social dynamics just completely miss. It's just straight over their head. That they think that when I start to receive good input, sorry, output, when I start to receive the external that is positive, then I can start treating myself well internally. But until I start getting approved of externally, I will not allow myself to generate that internal sense of acceptance, love, worth, care, compassion, serenity, determination, dedication, fulfillment. This podcast is brought to you by BoldDojo.com where you can book one-on-one coaching with myself in order to create action plans, overcome limiting beliefs, destroy negative self-perceptions and egoic attachments. Have a listening ear to the trials of your life, helping you to move forward. You can also sign up for the free weekly email newsletter, The Bold Sip. It's just a quick sip of social dynamics and anything I'm exploring on Fridays. Just go to BoldDojo.com, sign that up. You can also hit up the free resources of wisdom where I drop my favorite books, movies, quotes, anime, documentaries, music, all of that, all at BoldDojo.com. And if you would like to help support this podcast, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. Link is down below in the description, or you can also donate directly through the website, also linked down in the description. Anything that you guys do donate is always extremely appreciated and just goes back to helping support the show and what I do here. So thank you very much. And if you do get anything from this piece of content, please let me know in a comment down below. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible. And also please drop a thumbs up on the video. It just helps the YouTube algorithm, helps send out the video to more people in the community. And if you find that you resonated, 
share it with a friend who you think would resonate as well. Let's get into today's show. Back to the core question here of the difference between success and failure when it comes to really what we're talking about is the world of social dynamics, but I'm making it a little bit tastier by saying sex, love, and dating life. And we're going to break it down to these different aspects. In today's podcast, where the inspiration this is coming from is that I've been working with a lot of clients recently, some on a very existential level in which that they're having emotional, psychological breakdowns, and some clients that are just deep in it, just deep in the work, deep in the pain of not being able to let go of themselves. And I want to draw to a couple quotes right here. I'm going to try to get for you off memory, which is number one. It seems to be that the practice of life is in letting go. And what hurts the most is in not taking the time to say goodbye. That was from Life of Pi, which I revisited last weekend. Let that just sit within you for a second here at the beginning of this podcast. The practice of life is in letting go. And what hurts the most is not taking the time to say goodbye. I offer that for you here because I think at least for the first half of that quote, I don't think anything could be truer. The second half of the quote is a little more relevant to those that are. But maybe for those of you listening, maybe you draw that into your own life. You know, maybe in a very macro sense, maybe that second half of the quote maybe won't, might not resonate. But if we start to talk about people that are coming into a journey of social dynamics from pain, you're coming with a hurt locker, a stored body of unresolved pain and trauma. Maybe you haven't taken time to say goodbye. Not to the people that wronged you, not to the people that perpetrated trauma upon you at one time, but maybe you haven't taken the time to say goodbye to who you were at that time. This is where the concept of forgiveness starts to come in. And I know we're here at the beginning, and I don't want to get too deep in the feels and too deep in the philosophy too quickly. Don't want to lose you too quickly. But what I'm sensing, what I'm proposing here. What I'm proposing here is that, well, generally speaking, everyone who comes into the journey of social dynamics is coming from a pain point. They are coming from unresolved trauma, whether it's because they got cheated on at 12, 13, 16 years old, whether it's because they've just never been able to connect with anyone in their entire lives, that they've always felt like they've had to step on uh, eggshells, tiptoe around eggshells because the fear of retribution, the fear of being judged, the fear of not being liked, and maybe that was the stimulus. Maybe that was the feedback they had received through primary school, high school. Maybe it's really going back to when they were in the car driving down a highway and their father took them out because they're making too much noise and gave them a smack on the face. You know, and that was when your disconnection from self-worth. Maybe it was that your mother told you that you never amount to anything. Maybe, you know, whatever you would like to offer here, maybe, you know, the physiological, psychological, sexual abuse, any one of those camps, anyone who enters social dynamics has come from something of that line. Because... While those who are still operating on a very, what I would say, surface level slash low consciousness perception, perception in which that they still think it's about the girls, or if you're a girl listening to this, you still think it's about the sex. If you still think it's about the sex and you're still here in 2023 thinking that social dynamics is about the sex, then we need to have a conversation. You and I need to have a conversation about you having a conversation with yourself to be honest with yourself, to look into, but why? Why is it so important that I go and have meet someone right now on a club, on a bar tonight, and that I either feel them or they receive me? Why is that so important? Why is my entire journey dictated and determined by the lay count, the body count? Why are all my actions mapping to that, even if I consciously can't see it? So now you start to get under the hood of the conscious mind. You start to look into the garden of the subconscious and realize that maybe all the seeds that I'm planting here 
and ones that I was just simply not aware of. Ones that I was choosing yet not aware of at the same time. What a paradox. And so you come back to this conversation with me now thinking that, okay, so let's have this conversation then. Let's talk about those of you that still think that social dynamics and the pursuit of social dynamics is about how much sex you can get, how many awesome relationships you can have, the type of women you can be with, the type of partners you can be with, right? If that's still the idea in your mind, then I'm very. it's very sad. I feel very sad for you and not in a uh, derogatory way, but in a very much taking pity. Taking pity because you don't have to be that. You don't have to be in that state of mind. You don't have to be in that place. That you could come to a realization as myself did and as many of my clients do, which is that the journey of social dynamics is about learning about who you are. Yes, in relation to others, but fundamentally learning about who you are so that you can develop the best of yourself and then give that best to another human being. Because the difference between success and failure when it comes to your sex, love and dating life is not in how much you can take, it is in how much you can give. It just comes very difficult to most of us that what we give, while yes, there is an element of judgment to it because you could be giving something that is quite toxic, you could be giving something that is not liked and you need to be able to with open eyes and clear mirrors, be able to see what that feedback is. But fundamentally, someone who's coming from a position of that, let's say that you're going out tonight or this afternoon and you want to meet some people and the intent is purely that I just want to give the best experience to another human being, which is always going to start with my fundamental core, core practice of just giving love to other human beings. I don't care about whether you need to go out tonight and do 100 direct interactions, which is fantastic, but that sh- it should never begin with that. Even for myself, if I was to set myself that target tonight, I'm going to go out and meet 100 people, I would not start there. Where I would start with, okay, let me begin by giving love to people. Yes, the direct intent and the social dynamics and the practicing and the training or whatever intent you're going to use after that, that's great. What's more important is that you focus on giving first. Pre-code your mind. Pre-start your mind with the idea that that's what this is about. It's what it was always about. And even when you then go into and what that looks like is going up to a random guy on the street and just saying, excuse me, man, I know this is going to sound a little weird, but I saw you standing here and I just want to wish you a really good life. I know you don't know me. I just want to wish you a really good life. Oh, what? Oh, that's a bit, that's interesting. Okay. Thank you. No worries. My name's Adam. Shake that hand. Cool. Everyone's, oh, Oh, mum with, mum with her kids walking by. Excuse me, mum with her kids. A little bit strange, but I saw you heal your family and I just want to wish you and your children so much love. Hope you guys have great lives. Bam. Let us sit. Oh, maybe she gasps. Go, oh my gosh. That's so nice of you. That's so nice of you. Thank you so much for coming up. Hey, no worries. My name's Adam. What's your name? Stephanie. Oh, cool. How old are these two? Ah, oh, seven and eight. Whole lives ahead, eh? Whole lives ahead, eh? I'll let you guys back to your day, but thank you so much. Done. And you just repay that five times. Give that love. Sit it in. Don't be pot-shotting. Don't be hitting and running. Sit in. Sit into the conversation with that person. Get into their eyes. Get into their hearts. If they want a little more, give them a little more. If you feel like this is the right time, cool. Let that sit. And then you go and say, all right, now, because I started at 8.30 and now it's roughly, if you did it in a timely manner, you should have been able to do it in about five minutes, anywhere between five to 10 minutes, is the gold standard for completing five give loves. And then you would say to myself, okay, now what's the job? What's the job tonight? What is the job? The job is this, to connect with who I am fundamentally, 
to repair the broken bridges within me and to just get the tools out. Let me get on the tools. And as I get on the tools and I approach this river, because this is what you can see, my friends, as you step out on any given session of training social dynamics, wherever it may be, at whatever time it may be of the day or night, it is always going to come down to this. And it's this visualization, which I have literally used for over seven years now, which is the river. So you have this river in front of you. And for those of you on YouTube, you've seen the table in front of me. Those of you on the podcast, just I'll do my best to be as descriptive with my words. You've got this river in front of you. And with this river in front of you, it's not only impossibly wide, but impossibly long as well. So there's no way of getting around this. There's no, there's no shortcuts to this river. And you have two options. You either take a run up, you get a 50, 60 meters back, and you try and jump that shit. You try and jump that river, which means that you approach it with a short-term mindset, with an external validation-based mindset, with a mindset that does not honor the process that actually disrespects why you even had to approach the river itself. Someone who looks at the river, and what is the river? The river is the, the body of your evolution. The river represents the body of your evolution through which you will come to realize the best of yourself and your interconnectedness with all beings of this world. That is the river. And if you are going to approach your crossing of that river with a mindset of that, I will jump it, that I want to get this done as fast as possible and that I want to receive as much adulation, validation, respect and clap, clap. It's just disrespectful. It's disrespectful because if you're not, well, there's only one way to cross the river and you think you guys are already sensing this, particularly for those of you that have followed my content for some time. But for those of you that haven't, there is another option which we will get to. In fact, it's the only other option. But all of us, I think, hopefully you don't spend too much time in this mindset, but I can definitely say for myself that I approached the journey at the beginning with a jump that shit mindset and realize it doesn't work because there's no way that you can jump an impossibly wide and an impossibly long river. There's only one way to cross that. There's only one way to transcend that level of development, that level of self-cultivation, which is to build a bridge. The only way to cross the evolution and the body of evolution, which would have you realize the truest, the best of yourself, to be able to give the truest and the best to another, is to build a bridge, to build a strong foundation. What is the bridge? The bridge is a strong, sturdy structure, a foundation that ensures a path, whether it takes a year, three months, six months, 12 months, five years, 10 years, you'll either succeed first or you die trying. Right? That is the journey of self-cultivation. That is the journey of bettering yourself. That is the journey of learning to understand who you are in relation to others, to give the love, the peace, and the joy. And I'll be dedicated to this for the rest of my life. And as Miyamoto Musashi once said, I spent three years in that musty hole, reading books, screaming, and crying. Then finally I realized and I saw the light of what it means to be human. And I was reborn. Acknowledging a bridge-like mindset, it's particularly when it comes to sex, love, dating life, social dynamics, the bridge-like mindset, which is that I'm in this forever. I'm in this until it's done. And this also honors the mindset that I've been hitting you guys with for some time, which is that we're an eternal thread of lives. Whether you would like to literally believe this to be true or just metaphorically, take it how you will. But if you were to approach your life as if you lived on an eternal thread, one in which that you have come from past lives having to learn lessons which you are now presented with now, 
which you are now presented with. And if you have not learned them yet, and if you do not put those demons to rest before you die, then you will be destined to live them again in the next. And I think the power and beauty of taking that mindset is that it forces you to honor the time that you have now and that whatever difficulties you are facing now have meaning. It gives meaning to your suffering. It gives meaning to what it is that presents as the cave of fear within which you would find your ultimate treasure, the spiritual diamond that exists within you. By overcoming your fear, you reveal and you scrape back the dirt that covers your spiritual diamond, moving towards your fear, saving for, of course, survival-based existential threats, a tiger in the bush, a shark in the waves, saving for those two things, those things, you would realize that my fear indicates my growth. My fear is a signal for growth. As I test myself, as I challenge myself, I offer self myself the opportunity to grow, platform to grow. What happens as a result of growing? As you grow, you learn. This thread of constantly challenging yourself, challenge, grow, learn, evolve, keep walking that line, and it just repeats over and over and over again until you eventually reach a state in life in which that, okay, I put so many demons to bed. It seems that now it's just a matter of incurring new demons as they come and learning to move through them, as that quote from Life of Pi, that it seems that all of life is just a practice of letting go. And yes, it does hurt. And the thing that hurts the most is not taking the time to say goodbye. Because not taking the time to say goodbye now when we drill, drill that quote down into what's relevant in our conversation, what that really means is that for those of you that are struggling And the reason why, if you're wondering why I proposed the 100 interaction challenge, for those of you that have never, I don't want to get on too much of a tangent here, I want to get back to that life of pie thing, not saying goodbye, but just for a second, I'm just pinning that up in my mind because I know we can get on some tangents. The reason why the 100 interaction a night challenge is so important is because the number, whoa, whoa, sorry, you guys probably couldn't hear that, but something very loud crack just happened. The reason why the 100 interaction night challenge is so important is because the 100 number is so daunting, yet what it reveals is if you can complete 100 interactions in one night, that you've got the keys to the city. It is a Mr. Miyagi moment. It is a Satori-like moment, an awakening in which that by the time you have gone out from 9 to 9.30 p.m. and you get home at 4, 4.30, sometimes 5 a.m. and you realize that you completed 100 interactions and you go back and you sift through all of them and you ask yourself, when, did it, when was it assured that I would complete this 100? I guarantee you no one will ever say that it was anything above 10. If you're being truly honest with yourself, you do the first 10 and then you realize, ah, oh, I'm done. As in I'm done with letting go. I'm free now. And it is upon realizing that freedom that you have the entire world at your play. You have the entire river to work with here. So I know we're not finished, we're not finishing a lot of points here because today is just an absolute free ball. Today we are absolutely just flying off whatever we need to. So I'm going to put that right there. The 100 night interaction challenge is very very important for a reason because the number is so daunting that it pushes people away from it, not realizing that freedom is the because it just seems so insurmountable. How can you talk to 100 people? Really, you only need to talk to 10 people. Once you talk to 10 people in a row, that's it, you're done. And and when I'm saying that, it's obviously caveated and nuanced by the fact that you had to have spoken to those 10 people correctly. If you do 10 incorrect reps, as in 
all right, I'm going to take half an hour to speak to person two and I'm going to take another 10 minutes to speak to person three and I'm just going to be just laser targeting, oh, what's the easiest interaction? What's the one that I'm not going to get rejected by? What's the one that I'm going to feel better about myself? No, 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 10 of those interactions will make sure, I mean, that's absolute pain. That's just, that's that's a flower trying to bloom with barbed wire wrapped around it. It's like, yeah, you're doing action. Yeah, you're doing something, but you're hurting yourself while you're doing it difference between success and failure in social dynamics is doing things correctly doing correct reps not practicing incorrect reps not hurting yourself in the process in the process of social dynamics and self-cultivation in general you should not hurt yourself you're already hurt enough you're already hurt enough coming into this if you had to approach a river a body of self-cultivation a body of self-evolution in which that you would realize the truest of your core nature, you are likely already hurt as a result of whatever brought you to that journey. So why make the journey any harder than it needs to be? Why make the journey itself difficult? That's what it means to jump in the river. That's what it means to drown yourself. And I see so many people, you see how all these analogies, that why they're so true, because I can take four or five different analogies, I can take four or five different metaphors and Pull, this, pull lessons from all of them that seem to just relate and pertain to everything that I'm saying. And that's when you know something is true, which is that on the macro, on the micro, it all maps together. It doesn't matter whether you start at the peak of the mountain or the base, you always end up at the mountain. You're always at the same mountain. It doesn't matter whether you started off in the Sahara Desert or the Amazon jungle, you're going to end up at this mountain particularly. And the mountain that we're on right now in this river of all things, and I love that you're staying with me because I'm staying with me, which was I know that you're with me. <laughs> We're back here. We're back in this 100-night interaction challenge. You practice correct reps. And the reason why this is so important is because it's coming back to that major tangent and my mind is sharp here is because the whole of, if, if we acknowledge that the art of life is in letting go and that the thing that hurts the most is in not taking the time to say goodbye, as Life of Pi once said, then it stands to reason that if you're having a very difficult night, and if you just can't see yourself completing 100 interactions, let alone 10, what have you not taken the time to say goodbye to? Who have you not taken the time to say goodbye to? What veil, what paper mache version of yourself are you still holding within? What paper walls of limiting beliefs, negative self-perceptions, and egoic attachments do you still hold within? What is it that you're not willing to let go of? You can try and rationalize to yourself consciously that, oh, I have let go of part of me that is just happy to be a worthless piece of shit that has no meaningful connections in my life. I thought I'd let go of that. I feel like I've let go of that. Yet your actions, your actions don't map it. Your behavior doesn't map it. You didn't take the time to say goodbye to it. So many people in social dynamics continue to hurt themselves, not realizing that the journey itself the process itself of building a bridge, which means to take things, yes, very slowly. Yes. Yes, take things in a way in which that it's one brick at a time. It's one plank at a time. It's one bolt. It's one nut. It's one span of turn. It's one, just one day at a time. Whether you're on a 30-day challenge, whether you're on four-week action block, you're on that 100, night cha- 100 interaction night challenge, whatever challenge it is, don't hurt yourself in the process and keep it real slow. Keep it real slow but keep moving forward. It's okay if you have to start off tonight and you have to meet one person because meeting that one person took all of you to have to reconnect to a center within you. Reconnect to your center, as I describe in my guided meditation, finding that centered energy within you, that core root, that place within. 
that allows you to move forward in life. One interaction tonight, that's great. Let's say you do two tomorrow. Once you do two tomorrow, let's say three tomorrow. Let's say four tomorrow. Let's say after that. And just keep moving forward. Keep pushing forward. Right? And as you're seeing this analogy, the reason why the bridge and the reason why not jumping the river is because the bridge is guaranteed. And I think that's all that anyone ever needs to tell you. How many people have told you in the space of sex, dating, and love that there was a guaranteed path to success? I know that I heard that a lot coming up. I know that I heard that there was just do this, just say this, and then you'll be successful. And it always revolved around the fact that you had to get other people's approval. You always had to get validated by other people. You never heard that, or if you can go out throughout a night and let's say you get flat out rejected 10 times in a row by 10 different people, but you can still go home and you can still appreciate who you are. You can still accept who you are. Yeah, you realize that you've got a lot of work to do. You've got a lot of work to do. Unless it was just one out of the one out of 100 nights in which that, okay, everyone was just in a bad mood that night. That's possible. But let's just say that actually, no, that's your general reception. Your general reception is that people don't really vibe, gel, connect with what you're putting forward. You can simultaneously hold that feedback while also simultaneously holding the fact and the idea that you're actually okay as a human being. The way that you can say that, the way you can know that, the way you can sit into that is because you had the desire to improve. That cannot be said for those of you that are going out thinking that the sex is what will make you. That as you chase more and more attractive women, that you more chase their validation, you chase their perception, you chase... Uh, that sense of feeling, that sense of love and warmth within you because you have this amazing girl, this beautiful girl, and she likes you, right? The more you chase that, again, the more you take yourself away from who you are, the more that you delete self-worth, compassion, acceptance, the more that is deleted from your drives. But if you can be the man, you can be the man, you can be the one that can step away from a night, a very harsh night, a very difficult night and realize that it didn't matter whether I received a good reception or not. It's the fact that I was out there giving my best, doing my all. Doing my best, giving my all for my own evolution because I know in the end, that is what moves humanity forward and closer together. See, for I know for myself personally, because I've been doing this for many, many years, that it does genuinely move the needle on humanity when you go up to someone and you give them genuine love. Even if it is just a simple compliment that you look really nice today and I want to wish you a great life. That's it. Just a well wish, a compliment, that's it. You have no idea what that does to people afterwards, but what you do know is what it does in the moment. Now, many people, because of our current society, are just, they're just asleep. They're just blanketed. They've been tranquilized into thinking that human connection is nothing but just being around people, just moving around in these masses of fish, these sleeping fish. But there was once a time in which human beings realized that actually to be awake was to engage. And to engage with human beings means to look them in the eyes, means to hug them deeply, means to kiss, means to play, means to roll around, means to be together in a spiritual connection in which that I see you without having to look. See who you are deeply within your core. That actually is the state, the integrally natural state of human connection, of where we all should be and where we all know to be. Yet through so many different hijackings that 21st century society provides us, whether it be the bullshit food, the processed food, the processed media, the processed... Just the processing. That human beings get put through 
to tranquilize you into a numb state, a dull state of humanity, which that when you step out, when you first off, when you wake up out of the bed, that you're not thriving, you're not brimming with light and energy to get after your purpose in life. But then when you step out the door, you realize that's the case for so many other people. But so many other people just seem to think that, how about that phrase? Same shit, different day. Same shit, different day. That's someone who's been tranquilized because I'm sure that that baby coming out of the womb did not think the same thing. First off, I'm pretty sure that baby didn't think anything. That baby was just present. But once it did develop its cognitive facilities, right, programmed from the beginning was a thriving, thrusting for joy, being. Right? That's where we all come from. That's what we all were. Remember, remember, oh, my friends, I've never seen a boring baby. I've never seen a boring baby. I've never seen a baby that was bereft of love, peace, and joy. I've never seen a baby that was so tyrannical, that was so tranquilized, that was so numb, that was so in pain, that there was not light emanating, an aura, brilliant, so intense, so endearing, right? When you're around young children that are just living as living, living the way of now, living the way of all things that you couldn't help but be brought in yourself, say that again, that you couldn't help but be brought in yourself, you couldn't help but be brought closer to yourself. So now we take this back to the analogy of you being a human being as an adult now that goes out to other adults and reminds them of what it means to be a child. Much of social dynamics is reminding people of what it means to be a child because it is your, your childlike state that reminds you of the best of yourself. In your childlike state, you had presence connection to oneness in your childlike state you remember what it meant to love yourself to be accepting to be in worth and care to be compassionate right your childlike state was serene yes intense yes adventurous yes dangerous all things everything in all things it's just as you get more and more processing conditioned as a human being the sedative gets heavier and heavier and the more addicted you get to the sedatives the alcohol the drugs the mindless media the monotonous minutia of the routine of your daily life rather than seeking experience, seeking adventure, seeking truth within you, seeking beauty within you. You allow it to die. Die in your dreams, your dreams that are black and white, your dreams that are filled with shadows, dreams that you do not fly in, dreams that you do not run in, dreams that you do not dive to the deepest of oceans only to realize who you were. So if you would help, if you would like to help yourself, you would also like to help others and in helping yourself you do help others and by helping others to move forward and closer to who they are so do you so do you which is why coming right back now to this idea of that the difference between success and failure in social dynamics sex love dating is not about what you get it's about who you're becoming the journey is not about who you're getting it's about who you're becoming it just so happens that people that have got themselves happen to get others it never seems to work the other way around though does it I was talking with my girlfriend Haley the other day about how there are some people with such levels of arrogance that they can't even see how arrogant they're being. It's there. Are, it's almost like a pathological arrogance in which that you know you know there's people that would be like, "Hey man, how's your day? Or how you been?" And you never hear from them ever. Anyways, I'd really like if you could send me this. I'd really like if you could help me with this. Or could you do that for me? And it's like at least they can tell they're being arrogant because they at least had the goal to at the beginning of the sentence offer some piecemeal bullshit hey how are you or how's life or how's the family you know so they you know that they know how arrogant that they're being 
But there are some people that have reached a pathological level of arrogance in which that they're just going to flat out outright go, hey, I need you to do this for me. Or, hey, I want this from you. And they won't even give you the courtesy of, you know, calling a rain even when they're pissing on you. There are some people that will just piss on you just for the sake of pissing, just and just totally own the fact that they're pissing on you. It's a very high level of arrogance. And it's quite interesting. And Haley and I were discussing this. And it's quite fascinating how you, someone gets there. And I think ultimately the people that are so arrogant that they can't even see how arrogant they are are the people that are most in need of giving to others, giving that which they have disconnected from themselves. I think arrogance is very much a coping mechanism. It's just that it gets such to a deeply embedded level in which that becomes an automation, automation of behavior. And you can see this across all pathology of human behavior, that it eventually becomes automated. You eventually start to believe, like the more you start to practice avoidance behaviors, the more you start to reinforce for yourself and automate that I'm not worthy. I must avoid not only the potential of being hurt, which also means, by the way, if you avoid all potential of being hurt, you also avoid all potential of being loved. But that's it. To be open means to be vulnerable. To be open to being loved, you must also be open to being hurt. Those of you that think that you can walk a life in which that I'll never be hurt and I'll never allow anyone else to hurt me, that's fine. That's fine. But you are also signing a contract saying that I'll also never be loved. And isn't it the case that we as human beings most desire not to be loved ourselves, but to give our loves to another? In blocking yourself from receiving love, you also block you from giving love. In blocking yourself from potentially being hurt, you also block yourself from resolving the hurt within. This reciprocal, cyclical, wheel-like nature that we as human beings exist on, in which that it seems that we're always destined to deal with the pathology, to deal with the trauma, the abuse, to deal with the automation of limiting negative self-perceptive behavior. Until one day someone steps in and shows you the light. And that's why I think that our healing processes of human beings, the healing process of human beings is so integrally linked with the people around us because we do not exist as islands. When you are considering ending your life, when you are considering that you are unworthy of breathing in this time, it's so important to lean on others When you are considering that all your pursuits in life have amounted to nothing, when you're considering that it's not worth seeking what it would mean to give my love to another and, of course, receiving theirs or what it would mean to learn about the dance between masculine and feminine energy and sexual polarity, to learn about what it means to actually talk through sex and sex being love, right? to talk through love, to penetrate a woman to fill a woman have her receive you and it is a talking conversation it is a conversation between spirits it's not a talking between lips but it's a talking between hearts and as you talk within your hearts you feel the love you feel the joy you feel the peace you feel that that vibration of connection that shakes universes that as a leaf was to fall upon your nose you balancing it would determine the balance of the universe this is the talk that happens between human beings when you're so sexually integrally interlinked you are just locked into place and locked into place, not in a static notion, but locked into place in dynamically. 
dynamically as if snakes were to weave around each other in an eternal dance. It is just the weaving and the weaving of my spirit with hers or your spirit with theirs. And as you start to come to understand that in a sexual space between masculine and feminine energy, then now it's just like the keys to the universe have been unlocked. The secrets of the universe know more to you because spirits can talk. Spirits can talk. When you, even just simply, if you're not going to take that into a sexual idea that I just did, but you just are with a family member, with a friend, with a uh, colleague or a uni student, uh, that you, as they are looking at you and speaking, you realize that that's just the lips, that's just the body. But I can see the spirit animating those lips, that body, those words. Step into a deeper realization with the beings that you are presented with and recognize that it must also exist within you. This offers you compassion. This offers you This offers you empathy for the person in front of you so that when people are presenting you with harsh feedback, rejections, or just outright undue anger and frustration, that you can separate from that and go, that's a very upset spirit. That's a very damaged spirit. I'll do my best to be that reciprocal that reciprocal and receiving vessel of acceptance. Earlier this week, I was working with a client, and I'll be careful not to mention any, not too many details, because I know it's a process of healing for him that he's undergoing right now. But it was genuinely probably, okay, I have, that's not true. I have had the pleasure in my seven or so years of coaching social dynamics, I've had the pleasure of, being present in person physically with probably five five or seven legitimate psychological breakdowns, true emotional breakdowns. They have almost all, no, they have until this previous week, they have exclusively occurred on boot camp when people have been presented with information that is undeniable about who they are, how they are, how inadequate they are, and how much they've been chasing the validation of others to inform who they are. And when they've been put to the test on a bootcamp experience like mine where it's not good enough now to just take half an hour in between interactions. It's not good enough now to go up to someone, say something, and then just run off. And no, you actually have to sit into the interaction. You have to actually be willing to see the feedback and not just like on a very low intensity, but on a very high intensity in which that you're going to meet on one given day of a bootcamp with me, if it's in the day at least, you're going to meet probably 50 people. You're going to be forced to interact with 50 different people. If it's at night, it's going to probably be way more actually. You're probably going to meet 100 people in a night. And there have been probably five or seven spirits that I've seen that brought that, that, intensity brought them to collapse and they had what I refer to as the barbecue breakdown. An emotional breakdown psychologically in which that their concept of self has been met with a wall of reality which does not reflect that which they thought about themselves. So human beings are quite brilliant at the psychological mechanic of cognitive dissonance, of rationalizing to the point of insanity really, like just bending the truth of what's happening to uphold their self-belief, their how they had perceived themselves to be, who they perceived themselves to be. It's very difficult to do that with someone like me, who is just going to be relentless, giving you relentless feedback, also relentless positivity, but relentless 
in his desire for you to actually see who you are. That's really, if you look at all the testimonials on boldojo.com from my bootcamp clients, it's the most common thread amongst all of them, which is that see who I am, understand who I am, become the man I wanted to be, etc. It's always comes back to the core of who you are, which is what my bootcamps really center on. Yes, we use the modality of interacting with other, other people and we are very grateful for that, but it's most importantly so that you can understand who you are. And then it's as you build your bridge throughout this life and your journey throughout the life, that's as you come to understand how you can connect better with other people. But if you can't connect with yourself, you sure as hell can't connect with others. So it is really important that you actually get to understand who you are, that you don't drown out the pain of your life through medication of alcohol, drugs, sex, pornography, bullshit media, just, just watching Merit at First Sight and just draining yourself out and just numbing. Right? But to actually sit deeply with yourself, to get present and just vibrate literal vibration feel the vibration within you not woo woo not not asking you to consider beings in different planets i'm asking you to just feel the vibration of what is happening within you and as you come to connect with that you start to feel that you start to love yourself a little bit more you start to feel yourself a little bit you start to connect with yourself a little bit more and then a smile may cross your lips and then a little extra dirt had been scraped from the spiritual diamond that exists within you and then a little light may be shunned from your eyes. We're discussing the psychological breakdowns. Why it's so important to understand that as you're building this bridge, it is very likely at some point you are going to have to reckon with a question of existential nature, a question of egoic concept that will be deleted. To go through a process of self-cultivation into a body of evolution known as the river, you're going to have to let go. You're going to have to delete who you thought you were. And it just so happens that some people who enter this journey, I don't think they quite understood that that was going to be the thing, that that was actually what was going to happen. And so some way along the journey, some way along building that bridge, a storm blows in. A terrific hurricane crosses your river. And the hurricane represents truth. The storm represents truth to reveal to you that you weren't who you thought you were. So let go of that. Let go of that, practice that letting go, and now say goodbye so that you can become who you wish to be. There's been about five or seven spirits along my journeys that were not ready for that and entered basically on the bridge. They attempted to throw themselves off the bridge. They attempted to pick up the tools and smash their own heads. They attempted to take the saw and cut off their own arm. What that represents is that their egos did everything they possibly could to deny, detract, distract, to deny and distract from the fact that they had to become someone new, that they were not willing to let go at the deepest of levels of who they thought they were. It was just last week that I came across this for the first time, not in person. It was via, via a Skype conference with a client living in a different country who experienced a existential emotional breakdown live in session with me. And it was something absolutely brilliant. Probably the most brilliant education I could possibly have as a coach as every time that I've gone through uh, coaching and being there with a person who's having a psychological breakdown. It is one of the most informative experiences as a human being to be present in that moment, to be the rock 
as their waves crash. To know that your centered energy is there for you always. And so this human being is not insane in the way that we define insane, that where they need to be locked up and they need to be uh, shunned from society. That actually, no, healing is the way. Revelation is the way. Understanding is the way. Compassion is the way. It's not to say that there aren't states of psychology in which that human being actually does need to be restrained and they do need to be put on some form of medication to help bring down whatever level of brain activity is causing them to enter this fit seizure of thought. I'm not disregarding any of those psychiatric methods, but if they aren't paired and married with love, compassion, understanding, acceptance, truth, beautiful truth, then I don't think all of any of the psychiatric methods would ever bring that person back to state, back to state line, back to a foundation of being able to rebuild their lives. So it's my role as a coach in that moment when I'm seeing someone having an existential emotional breakdown, a psychological breakdown, to make them realize that as as insane as you're presenting right now, I don't see you as insane. You may be acting insane, but you yourself are not insane. Maybe your vehicle, your mechanic, the human flesh body that you have come to inhabit in this lifetime is doing and saying insane things. But I can see the spirit behind all that. And the spirit behind all that is in extreme pain. The spirit behind that is very sad. And it is expressing its sadness and its pain in whatever way that it can in this moment in time through this body. And how can you not have compassion for someone in that state? For a spirit in that state? As you start to understand the difference between success and failure in this world of love, dating, and sex, that you start to realize fundamentally, as I engage with people, I'm not engaging with people. I am engaging with their core essence, with their spirit. The God within them, if you will. Whatever word you would like to attach to it, I prefer and resonate with spirit. But if you can see the God within everyone, you see the spirit within everyone. You see the God within everyone, you see the spirit within everyone, then you start to detach from self-internalization of whatever they do and say. You go up to a woman in the bar and you give her the best of you, being direct, congruent, authentic with empathy, direct intent, congruent external actions, authentic internal mindsets, and empathetic upon everything else to make sure you see the person in front of you and you regulate their frequency. Great. And let's say that she realized that you were the best guy that was going to come up that night. Absolutely. Maybe the best guy that's ever come up to her in her life. And so she throws herself on you. She's engaged in you. She wants to be with you. She looks into you. She sees you. People around you can see this. Her friends can see this. Random guys in there can see this. And they're going, fuck, fuck. Wish I could do that. Fuck. Wish I could be that. Fuck. And you look at that and you step back and go, hang on. While she may be this physically exquisite manifestation of humanity, her legs, her hair, her eyes, her hips, her breasts, the dress, the way she's clothed, exquisite, alluring, exciting, 
seductive. But the reason why I connect with her is not because of all that. The reason why we connect is because I can see the spirit within her. And she can see that within me. And so the dance between masculine and feminine energy is finally realized in its true depth. Yeah? Flip that. Push the same girl, but she just flat out rejects you and goes, ah, no, thank you. Uh, Okay, great. Anyways, I'm going back to my friends. Okay, anyways, thanks. Bye. Bye now. You can go now. Bye. Step back. Step back. You see your friends say that. Friends giggle. See other people in the bar saw that. Okay, fine. Oh, what a loser. What a loser. Oh, you just got rejected. Uh, step back. Let me make sure that within my 50, that I didn't do anything that was socially uncalibrated. Saving for that. Let's say that's the case. And we look at her and we go, there's a spirit that's locked off. There's a spirit that, for whatever reason may be, and maybe very well justified. Maybe she's been, maybe she was sexually abused the previous night. Maybe her boyfriend broke up with her the, the day before. Maybe a family member passed away very recently. Maybe there's there's infinite reasons for why she could present with a particularly negative energy off the bat, despite your light. But you can step back and go. There's a sore spirit. There's a wandering spirit. There's a spirit that is dealing with something that I know nothing of. There is someone that has a war that I know nothing of. So I can separate from that and go, okay, that doesn't diminish my light. That does not diminish my love. I'm going to go give that. That does not diminish my spiritual diamond. The diamond within, I'll go give that to another person. Let's go. Let's go. You know, in that equation, I skipped over the fact that what if it was, well, I didn't skip over the fact, but I made for the fact that your 50 was fine. But let's say your 50 wasn't fine. Let's say that your vocals were all over the place. Let's say your eyes were all over the place. You couldn't look at her directly. Let's say that your intent was all over the place. Let's, let's say that you were like a leaf in the wind and that your social performance and your social presentation was particularly lacking. Then you can again step back and go, oh, well, she may well have been dealing with some things and her spirit may be very sore regardless, but I know that within me, I got a lot of work to do myself. And I'm grateful for that. So now I can actually get better. And so let me go try my best again. Let me go do my best again. And it's with that mindset, that build a bridge mindset, that build that bridge mindset, which is that I will do the best that I can each and every time out until I get to the point in which that I feel like I'm doing my absolute best and that there was nothing wrong with my direct intent or my intent, first and foremost, intent, but with direct sexual energy, no doubt. Intent, eyes, vocals, body, vibe, what makes up my 50 when it gets to the point where I feel like I'm doing almost as perfectly as I possibly can within all those five things, which means that you have definitely achieved a cemented level of conscious competence on the clock face of social dynamics, somewhere between seven to eight on the clock face, but likely you're probably bordering upon upon unconscious competence, which means nine to 12 on that final quartile. When I finally get to that point, I will still look back and I'll still step back from any negative response and go, just make sure, was there anything that I did incorrect? Anything that I could have done better with? If not, and always, if not and always, see that that spirit had their own battle, had their own war, had their own life to live, had their own lessons to learn on this thread of lessons, on this thread of lives. That's that spirit. Okay, great. Great. Let me move on to the next. Thank you. Thank you. Let's move on to the next. You know, that's. I think that's something that 
I've seen across my experience coaching people in person, whether it be in the day or the night, is the ones that win, the ones that succeed, they're the ones that have gratitude for it. The ones, they're the ones that come back and go, okay, that was a bit rough, right? That was a bit rough. I feel, feel a little bit shaken up, but actually, you know, I'm great. I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that, yeah, I know I messed up that stop, but I'm grateful for the fact that, because I'll say to them, okay, how do you feel about that? What did that feel like? And they go, yeah, I know that I messed this bit up, but I'm thankful because now I know that. Now I know that I don't, I shouldn't do that. It's like, I wasn't quite sure before how to approach a girl that was like standing with a group of friends. Okay. I think I went in a little too soft. I think I went in a little too kind of approval seeking. And now I know that definitely does not work when you're with a group of people. Okay. It doesn't work in general, but particularly now with a group of people, because I have that reference point. Great. Okay, sweet. Okay, sweet. Is that okay, sweet? Okay, cool. Okay, great. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to move forward with this. Right. That represents gratitude. That represents that you're actually thankful for the fact that you saw how shit you were. You you saw how inadequate you were. And so now that you can work to improve that, and as you work to improve your inadequacies, what if you did that once? Imagine if you did that once. Take that mindset once. For those of you that are struggling in your sex, love, dating lives, in which that I'm going to work upon each instruction. Every time I get a new instruction, I work upon it. What would happen if you did that five times? Five times, let's say you went to the dark room, there's no light, and you just decide I'm going to go hard left because I need to fight the center of this room. I don't know where the center of this room is. I'm going to take a hard left. Maybe take five steps and you smash your head into the wall and that hurt. Okay, step back. I am not diminished as a human being because I decided to take five steps left when I couldn't see anything. I didn't know what I didn't know. But now that I took five steps left, it just so happens that because I am born with light and I have light shining within me, I can see it now. I can see that five step left. There was a wall there. I'm not going to do that again. And then you look back into the room towards your right and go, I should probably go a little bit more right now, but it's all black there as well. Well, I take five steps that way. Bang, hit your head again. Okay, that fucking hurt. (laughs) Didn't feel good to get rejected flat out, but okay, that's fine. Now I know why, because I went too hard in that direction. Back it up. Back it up. There's a little more light shining that way. Now that part of the room has been revealed. And so, okay, I'm going to take, I'll go to, to my 10 o'clock now. I'll go walk three steps over 10 o'clock, bang. Maybe, maybe I trip over and that that's part of the room and that room was a little bit of sunken. Okay, shit, walk it back up. And so it's like instruction, learn. Instruction, learn. Instruction, learn. Keep correcting, keep correcting. And then eventually, if you do that five times in a night, 10 times in a night, 50 times in a night, 100 times in a night, you would eventually find the center of the room. And within the center of the room, you could actually look up. And as you look up, you realize that there is an infinity of experience, of truth. That truth exists in the infinity of you being able to look up from the center of the room. The center of the room is not in getting validated to the point in which that you can do no wrong. It is when you have done so much wrong that you have found the place in which that I could finally see up. And as you look up, into the room of your evolution, you find the infinity of truth. The infinity of truth, which is that as long as I keep looking up always, because it was as I was dark, sunk within the darkness of this room, it was only so dark because I was not willing to look up. And as you look up, you realize who you are. You realize the truth of who you are. You realize your eternal connection. You realize that nothing in this life would ever be able to damage the spiritual diamond within. But that itself is pure, pristine, It is structurally integral for eternity. It is the actions, activities, it is the experiences, it is the wrong done upon you in your life, the wrong that you've done upon yourself in this life that causes the room to be so dark around you and that stops you from looking up. 
it just so happens that you have to get to a certain place within the room in order to look up. Because there's only one place within the room. There's only one place within the room that you can see up. And it ultimately exists within you. And you just drink that in. You sit that in. That's the perfect... That's. I just lay back into the couch. No, 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 no. That's the perfect time for us to take a deep breath here. Let's set, let's, we've just said a lot of words that point towards a lot of truth, but it is not, the words themselves are not the truth. The words themselves are not the truth. They were all fingers pointing towards the moon. So let ourselves now take the time to find the moon within. We're going to take a deep diaphragmic breath. We're going to do a four second inhale. Breathe into the belly first. Don't let your chest or shoulders rise. Breathe into the belly. Hold for seven seconds. Sit in silence. Then release over eight seconds, nice and slow. Once that breath is done, allow the silence to sit. Do not breathe in immediately. Breathe in when you feel the need to, but not immediately. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, four second inhale, go. Hold. And release. Sit it empty. Breathe when you are ready. within just a moment there you realize the truth of who you are that you realize the truth of existence that you realize your eternal nature that you actually entered the room found the center and were able to look up into the truth of infinity through breathing through flow state whether it is you attending to your bonsai tree whether it is you are attending to your woman whether it is you are tending to yourself through play Music, art, martial arts, strength, conditioning, power, softness, whatever activity you choose to find flow and presence within. Need it, need it not be extravagant nor complicated, but true. And you find your way. You find your way through this idea of being successful in sex, love, and dating. Being successful in sex, love, and dating is being successful within yourself. To have connected within yourself, to have understood what it means to be you. And I'll end today's session by saying that that capacity is not withdrawn from anyone. The capacity to be you is always available. All you need to do is practice the art of letting go and take the time to say goodbye to who you once were so that you may become who you must be. Send you over love, peace and joy. (sighs) 
that brings me to my thanks for all of you. Thank you, first off, for just being here, your presence. But please let me know. Let me know in a comment down below where you are in your lives, how you felt about this, any commentary. I'll do my best to get back as soon as I possibly can. And also, if you did enjoy the content, please hit the thumbs up on the YouTube video. It just helps it get sent out to more people in the community. And if you feel like this would resonate with someone else, please share it to some of your close friends. If you would like to dive into one-on-one -on -one coaching, that's all available on boldojo.com. Guided meditation, free resources of wisdom, free weekly on my newsletter, Bold Sip. Just chuck your email in, comes out every Friday. That's all available, all the links down below. And if you would like to support the podcast directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link down below or on the website, boldojo.com in the podcast section. Anything that you guys give is always super appreciated. So thank you very much. Wishing you all the love, peace, and joy in this life.